0: welcome to australian transformers weekly we are bringing you transformers news and uh, a lot of wrestling asides if the uh pre-show discussion is anything to go by from around the world and australia and very specifically launceston tasmania this is episode 178 we are recording live on january the 18th 2019 this week we will be talking about transformers siege coming to australia not coming to any of the stores that uh, live near that, that we live anywhere nearby, but whatever. Mm. Uh, yeah. bot bots are also out here, and uh, there's been some concept art released for the Bumblebee movie, uh, that seems to confirm a few things that we've heard. Yeah. So it's a All bit right.
1: late now. Isn't the movie already out? Uh, y-
0: yes, it's a it's slightly more than a concept. Okay. All that and more is coming up after this. Welcome to the show. Uh, as I said, this is episode one hundred seventy-eight. Uh, one hundred seventy-eight. We are recording on the eighteenth of January, two thousand and nineteen. I'm Jason Murray, coming to you from Sydney. Joining me this week, we have uh, we have a confluence of a confluence of people who used to be guests who are going to be appearing on the podcast far far more regularly, and I'm quite excited about it. Coming to us from Tasmania, Ash Whaling. How are you doing, mate?
2: Very good. I've finished my Shark con so I can now turf it. Very good. Great. It's far too hot in Tassie, and somehow I'm still alive. So doing very well down here.
0: Spare a thought for Sydney. We'll talk. We'll talk about the weather in a minute, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, and coming to us from Perth, uh, where it's probably also stinking hot. Groovy guy. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing quite well, and I'm also very excited to be regular soon. Very,
0: <laughs> yes. Look, I, I I hope you do get to stay regular. Um,
2: the pay's not any
1: better, just so you know. You get paid the same
2: yeah. as a guest.
0: No no no, I'm I'm actually doubling your pay.
2: You get oh paid. really? You can add a zero to it? Excellent. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We we can we can we can certainly add more zeros to zeros.
2: Oh most no, chip not, today has had a how to get a higher rate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Living on royalty
1: checks at the moment from this show. <laughs> uh,
0: it's, it's, uh, look I got some awkward news about the royalty checks, right? Um, the uh, YouTube copyright. Wait, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, look, it's uh, it's nice to have you guys on board. A um, little bit of a little little bit of a shifting of some chairs in the podcast hosting duties. So uh, we will be we will be hearing from you guys more often now. Ash, I think this might be your third appearance on the podcast, or is it your fourth? <laughs>
2: Uh, i think it's my third i mean generally it was all the highlight was me telling you all about me going to comic-con 2016 obviously that was right before combiner wars kicked off so rest is sure that was the most interesting thing i'll ever say so somehow i'm going to try and live in that shadow so we're doing
1: pretty well
0: <laughs> fair enough that uh that sounds that sounds good to me groovy guy what have you been up to uh
1: not too Christmas, much man you, yeah. um or the bumblebee movie um been the desolate wastelands that have become the local Transformers aisles in shops everywhere lately. Oh. It's just horrible. I'm trying to get Bear Grills to do one of these man versus wild shows there because uh that'll be a challenge for him.
2: Isn't it absurd? It's kind of interesting how, like, sort of the the Christmas period has gone through. We're past the Boxing Day sales, and now we're in this really weird limbo where obviously siege is right around the corner, but it just means that nothing's getting restocked. My local target, because I'm so close to it, I visit it most days when I go for a walk during my lunch break. Yeah. It's literally the Transformers section, which is labeled the Transformers section, is slowly getting infested with Tonka toys. They haven't mm. removed the Transformer stock. They've just started putting the Tonka Toys around it. And the highlight of it, and a friend and I a friend of mine and I both check it quite regularly, is a studio series blackout figure that has been there since before Christmas, but every day we see him, the box is slightly more disheveled. It's like people are abusing the poor guy. <laughs>
0: What you, what you don't see is that when you leave the store, someone comes in and buys it, takes it home, and then goes, oh, actually, I don't want this, and then they return it, and it ends <laughs> actually,
2: up on the shelf. I'm just getting ahead of myself. But, yeah, it has an anti-theft device around it, so with, like, one of those sort of cross-sections of, like, wire. Everything Why? Why would outside of the wire... I don't know, but everything underneath the anti-theft section is just derelict. It's been destroyed. Mm. Yeah. At one point, I'm going to go in there and offer them 20 bucks as a pity purchase, Please. I need to take this abused figure home. I don't even want him, but the fact that he's sitting here I can hear him being sad. It's absurd. And you yeah, as worried. soon as
0: you as soon as you walk out of the store with that figure, like confetti cannons will go off and balloons will fall, <laughs> and they'll be like, "Great, now we can put Siege out."
2: Excellent. Thanks for buying this <laughs> ruined figure for $98. Thanks, Target. Yeah. Siege is now on the shelf.
1: Yay. I'm just worried that you are you saying that you've got Tonka toys moving towards the Transformers section. just wondering if someone buys a uh, Tonka truck and then takes it back saying this doesn't transform.
2: <laughs> this ridiculous. There's a big banner that says Transformers on it and everything says the Transformers prices, but like around the corners, Tonka toys, and then they're sort of starting to sneak around.
0: I got some, <laughs> I got some bad news for you, actually. Um, it's been that long that Tonka toys actually transform.
2: Oh, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's actually uh, a studio uh, series Devastator in disguise.
0: We're going to move swiftly on and get to the news. Straight into
2: news, as very news, that will take us into some news.
1: What news comes from via yonder?
0: I will take your stories of uh, retail hell, and I'm going to merge that in with our first story tonight. Mm. Say tonight, today, whatever. Yay, hell! Um, which is maybe, the appearance maybe. of uh, the appearance of Transformers War for Cybertron Siege at uh, Australian retail. Now we managed to, uh, after recording the first podcast of the year last Friday and just going where the hell is Siege, uh, mm-hmm. Saturday morning popped up and uh, TCCA member Haley in Melbourne uh, happened to go to her local Toy World store and go, hey guys, I, I've found some new toys. Just seeing now, them
2: sitting on the shelf like they actually exist. It's like seeing a unicorn at your local park. It actually does happen. It's not know, just but- for anymore, kids. So I've been
0: uh, I've been waiting patiently for these figures to make it to New South Wales. You've been waiting for them to go to Tasmania and oh, yeah. uh, and also Perth. Like uh, I I know that I know that Perth apparently gets things really really late, but it, we're not used to New South Wales being so late on the release of these. Mm-hmm. I walked into a Kmart store yesterday by it. I'm going to say by mistake. I didn't walk into Kmart yeah, by, by mistake. I'm going to say I'm going to say under false pretences, which were my own fault. This uh, is at the bank. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> God, where is all my money? Um, so I went into the I went into the Kmart store at Broadway, one of the bigger ones in Sydney, and uh, the Transformers section literally consisted of a Cyberverse Starscream uh, two mighty mugs and a legend and a legend's bumblebee figure, and <laughs> and a bunch of empty shelves that they'd actually bothered to put labels on saying temporarily out of stock. Wow, um, that's
1: the thing uh, i I've
2: seen go into an out of stock Transformers collection. I, well, and
0: yeah. so so you you've seen Tonka toys encroaching on uh, on the Transformers section. Um, I, I am sad to report, that in a few places that I've been, it's Fortnite toys. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're everywhere. These new Fortnite action figures, they're taking up Transformers yeah, opposite, shelf
2: space. Opposite the Transformers section in Target is a large range of Fortnite-related things, and it's quite depressing that when I go in there, it's it's beautifully shelved and put out, and there's actually people browsing it, and there's people digging mm-hmm. through the figures, like me looking for the one that I don't have.
0: <laughs> yeah, and... look, t- tell me which one you're looking for, because I can probably find it.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: probably, has a, probably has a spare.
2: It's actually quite interesting, with, the, with Siege finally arriving, I've actually lost a bet. A friend of mine, I, I sat down and I had my own sort of napkin math and I said, we won't see Siege till March.
0: Well, it's kind of funny, actually, because a lot of places have put Siege up for pre-order. I was looking at uh, the Mighty Ape and their oh. pre-order page for the Siege figures say that they're due on the 29th of March. Yeah. so I, I would say that you're not actually that far off I think uh, online retailers yeah.
2: I thought that most major distribution houses would start to get the figures closer to March and that's when they'd finally sort of shoot out to the different areas of Australia that people care about the plastic crack as such and I was positive I said like because a friend of mine was very very keen on buying it you know how sort of towards the end of last year American retailers were starting to get it people mm. were starting to sell it and it was like you can buy a deluxe right now for 60 Australian dollars and he was like cheap yeah. I'm like yeah but because you're buying early bird, you're getting it from international, you're paying shipping. It's not easy. Yeah. I said, just hold out, save up your money. By the time it's finally here in March, you'll be able to afford the entire first wave. And now well, it's some, January. And he's like, you lied to me. I can only afford a couple.
1: People come. have uh, reported on some of the sightings pages that some retailers actually have the stock, but they're not allowed to release them until Monday, this coming Monday, apparently. Ooh. Well, that's another
2: thing I was yeah. going to mention. So, my local toy world. Is very understanding. Obviously, it's Tasmania, it's Launceston, it's very small. So, but did you
0: say understanding or apologetic, or are they the same
2: thing? In, the, in Tasmania, it's the same thing. But <laughs> when the 30 something year old man walks in for the third time that week, goes <laughs> to the Transformers section, looks Crying. at it, <laughs> at it deep, yeah, deep breath in, and goes to leave, one of the women actually said, Is there something in particular you're looking for? <laughs> and I'm like, we finally reached the point where I need to explain myself. <laughs> and I said, hello, yes. I like to collect the transforming toys from when I was a kid. <laughs> and I'm looking for a new series that's coming out soon. And to, to my surprise, she actually called over one of her colleagues who is the Transformers expert for the store. And she revealed that we have been invoiced for them. And more than likely, we'll have them next week. And this is just that this Monday gone. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I don't make the mistake of telling australia uh, tasmanian collectors that i'm friends with that yeah we're probably going to see them this coming week and now they've all got plans to go in there and get there so i've released my intel far too
0: soon <laughs> yeah no it, look it's a rookie mistake unfortunately mm-hmm. um yeah no it, it does happen um
1: do we also be worried though that some other department stores are literally stocking g1 toys David uh, Jones, they re, they're like literally got G one toys up on displays. Like people are thinking Australia is that far out of whack. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, wait, wait! What's in David, David Jones? Jones? David Jones, yeah, they got the um the G one Mini Bot reissues. I got a couple of them.
0: Oh, what well, like really? Cotton-on.
1: Yeah, like Outback and Bumblebee.
0: Wow. Okay. Um. So I didn't I didn't know that David Jones had the Minibots. That's 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 apparently quite it was
1: them. Yeah, yeah I knew
2: Cotton On did it. It's very strange that a, cloth retailer, a clothing retailer, Cotton On, it maybe it was M2. I reckon um, it was Cotton On. Yeah, very, very odd. So yeah, we can't get the new stuff, but the old stuff. Yeah, that's popping up in your local clothing store apparently. Yeah,
0: it's kind of, it's kind of weird. I, 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 still think that the mini bots are—they're keeping the mini bots away from the main retail because they don't want to actually draw, uh, draw purchase
1: away from the newer
0: figures. Yeah.
1: Oh, I, can't hear that oh, I think they're
0: making plenty of profit off the mini bots.
1: Yeah, yeah, true. Well, mm. I got them for Christmas presents, so I don't know.
2: Yeah. Actually, speaking of small robots as well, alongside Seeds is also now the sightings of the Transformers bot bots, as it were. There we are. Mm-hmm
0: transform mm. transformers bot bots uh, they so look they've clearly arrived in the same container because as you can yes. see from the photo they are also at toy world and believe me I've spent a long time walking through the um, the Ushis display wow. area looking for bot bots because like I figure that they're probably going to be in that in that area and yeah. Um, yeah they they they're not out in New South Wales yet. So um, Bobots are making an appearance at local retail. They are $5 for a single blind pack, which is like, it's okay. I, it's 5 I bucks for a little Transformer. Um, and uh, they are, uh, what are they, $15 for the 5-pack and $25 for the 8-pack, uh, which someone did the maths and said that that technically makes the 5-pack the best
2: deal. It is. I, I don't mind them. I actually think it's kind of an interesting case of they are effectively the Coles Minis, but they transform. Yes,
0: they are. They are oh, also super cute. Do, do, do any of you guys have them?
2: I do not have them. Not as yet. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Is that the one yeah, that turns into the go? Cup? Is that the coffee
0: yeah, cup? Uh, he, he turns into the toilet paper, this one. Um, uh. you, might, you might have seen Megatron wiping his ass with him in the photo that I posted <laughs> on PCDA. Not my photo, I will add, but uh, like these guys are super cute. and like I, I know that I'm not actually the focus of the, uh, the thing, so A I don't watch? know if this shows up on the video, but uh, yeah, no, there's... Uh, there's plenty of them. I got a got a couple of the uh, a couple of the five packs. Um mm. I got them off Amazon and they ended up quite expensive and I'm not gonna do that again. So I'm um, yep. <laughs> I just decided to wait for the local release. But they are cute and they're fun to have.
2: See, so, the thing yeah. for me when it comes to the bot boss is that they fill a really specific niche for me. I'm the kind of guy that like when they start to mark down the Legends figures, some of the Legends scale stuff that I'm not interested in, as soon as it approaches like the five dollar mark, I'm like, Yep, okay. I'll give it a go. And I've had some surprises. So these, sitting at about the $5 mark, it's kind of the case of I can kill off the shrapnel in my wallet and pick Mm. up, effectively, Mm. a Cole's mini that transforms into something. And they're all original characters. I know. That's what I want. They didn't try to shoehorn, like, the original G1 cast into it. It's not like Optimus Prime rib or, you know, side... Asswipe or whichever, turning into the toilet paper. (laughs) They're all new doofy little dudes with ridiculous names and gimmicks, and I really, really like them.
0: I've uh, I've I've put one of my um I've put one of my tweets up from the other day. Um there was a someone someone on Twitter pointed out that he was quite happy that uh, he had a, he had obtained Sippy Slurps and Venus Frog Trap. <laughs> at which point I at which point I said, people wonder why Hasbro keeps going to G1 names and trademarks it's because their creative team exhausted their next five years of output by naming 81 bot-bots characters. Like, fair it's enough, give a them a rest, let them wheel out Soundwave for the next five years. I don't care.
2: <laughs> that is absolutely brilliant. Sippy slurps.
0: I know, right? But no, I'm, I'm so, I'm. I gotta say, I'm more impressed with Venus Frog Trap.
2: <laughs> I love that was. I forget which one it was, but there was one that turns into pizza. I cannot remember his name. Please. Yeah, I
0: don't think I've got that one. Mm, yeah, no, I, I do want that one. Uh, I can't remember the names. The names are ridiculous. Like, um, so who, who have I got in front of me here? Um, what about
1: G2 I, Windbreaker. You can pair him up with that toilet roll.
0: Imagine- <laughs> so so uh, I'll, I'll just point out. I'll just point out the toilet roll. Hang on, I'm just. I'm just going to change the um, change the uh the, the camera. Right. So uh, the toilet roll. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this guy is King Toots uh. Which does sound like something that you might get kicked out of a bar for calling someone. Calling someone. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this one, which is apparently some kind of a frozen yogurt, is Frohawk. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. I'm gonna to have to go through these. These are just rejected transform-
1: McDonald's toys, aren't they?
0: They they kind of are. This this guy transforms into a torch. He's called Dimlit.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: and so this funny. guy who is a sticky tape dispenser. Oh wait, wrong way around. The sticky tape dispenser <laughs> he is Sticky McGee. <laughs>
1: Do all these names have TM next to it? <laughs> they do. They do. They, they're all look I'm re- I'm reading them off
2: I'm reading them off the sheet. They do. have trademark oh, yeah. next. To it. <laughs> I just love the idea of Autobot Dimlit TF.
0: Well, so but this, so this is the thing about this is the thing about bot bots so they're not auto- Autobots, Autobots or Decepticons. Yeah. Um yeah. I will point out I will point out the King Toots does have Autobot symbols on the back of him. Oh, that's not going to work on the camera. He does have Autobot symbols on the back of him, but they're arranged in such a way that it looks like it's his toilet paper texture.
2: (laughs) Mm. Does that make him a Decepticon then?
0: Uh, No, but it does explain why Megatron was happy to use it. Yeah.
1: Well, that's
2: fantastic. Well, so, yeah. Like, I know not everybody's keen on them. Some people sort of, I guess, it's that interesting case of a suit before a bot's in hand. Everybody else sort of has to make their, I guess, their surface judgments. And a lot of people go, "Oh, they look a bit simple. Oh, they look a bit cheap." But when you see the pricing for them, you're getting exactly yeah, what you pay for. Exactly yeah, what you pay for. If you like the gimmick, you'll get into the gimmick. If you don't like the gimmick, then it's fine. Is that is that fries?
0: Basically, yes. Like he turns into turns into fries. Like five bucks. Sure.
2: <laughs> is he fries really? or is he like a tub of nachos? Uh,
0: maybe he is more nachos. Like so he's nachos, he might be my favorite robot ever. Well, then you mm. know, they like it's, do you have to, it's like, a bold call, them. but like uh, no, so you have to you have to transform them all. So like they're sort of um, there's no metal in them. Like everything is everything is ball jointed, um, oh, okay. and so it all sort of like sits okay. And they're all um, like they're all sort of that sort of chunkier plastic. Uh, a kind of so. plastic kind of stuff, that yeah, it's like who cares? It's five bucks, like
2: they've... okay. So, that guy, Jason, that is uh, Shredder Jack. He's on
0: the, <laughs> he's on the other four, he's on the other one. Sorry, he's uh, he's underneath Lolly Licks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there's there's, there's Lolly oh, yeah.
0: Licks, and yes, that's Shredder Jack. You're correct, he yeah. is
2: indeed is a container of nacho, <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. This one this one is uh this one is Ms. Take. Who I'm not oh, sure what studio. I'm not sure what Ms. Take actually transforms into A like. camera? No, it's not
2: it's an a, eraser, is it? Like an eraser
0: maybe, for a yeah, no, that, that makes sense, right? Like cause that's like the eraser and that's why it's called Ms. Take. Okay. Um this this dude he transforms into a plunger. Like he he's been in all the what? promotional shots. He's clog Stopper.
1: Yep, that works. Um <laughs>
0: This one transforms into the drink container. She sippy slurps, and the last one that I have um, is where is it? Uh, oh, it must be on the other. Must be on the other one. Uh, who's this? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> through no confluence of uh, through, through through by complete accident. In fact, this has been saved until the last. <laughs> this uh, the little the little unicorn that uh, unicorn. Is, uh, Unilla Ice Queen Cone. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> look, I will just point out also sounds like some, a drag act,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> most, most
2: likely to make a guest appearance on a future episode of My Little Pony. is Hasbro
0: <laughs> Very That's true, That's look, these, these guys are part of the shared Hasbro verse now, so they may well turn up in My Little Pony. Excellent. Um, like so yeah, that. look, I'm looking forward to Bot Bots. It sounds, it sounds like you are too, Ash.
1: I, I, agree. To go? I definitely look forward to it. They seem very rim, uh, like a huge nostalgia kick for the old McDonald's Happy Meal toys, but I can see a market for them. I don't think I'll be partaking.
2: <laughs> Do you think if you put the McDonald's toys next to BotBots, so they just blend in seamlessly, like they just like they're supposed to be there? No, I think <laughs> so McDonald's
0: toys are much bigger. Uh, uh, yeah, so that well, they're not actually that much bigger. Like these guys are actually quite chunky, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but. They don't quite, they don't, like they don't quite, um, they don't quite fit in as well. Like, mainly, I think, because the the Macca's toys all sort of look like old McDonald's things, or uh, as they don't, they don't sort do of. They look have as a farm. Uh, they do. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, on, on that farm, they have a shut up, Brad. Um, but <laughs> they, he's not uh, even
1: here uh, this week, Jason.
0: Yeah. yeah <laughs> yes. No. That's right. No. Uh, look. Um, Obviously, I'm I'm looking forward to them, but uh, yeah, no. As a matter of fact, if I scroll this um, if I scroll this page down slightly, um, so see, you can you can sort of see like there's like the McDonald's ones look a little bit more serious, whereas the the bot bots are the bot bots are clearly intended to be fun and mm, yeah. funny and, and big big and chunky, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, let's uh let let's go. There is there's one one more piece of bot bots news.
2: But say so apparently there is a new range of bot bots coming out, is there not?
0: There is. I like your linking style, Ash. Mm. Uh, so there's we always knew that we always knew that the initial wave of bot bots was not going to be the whole thing. There are a couple of repaints in the second wave. Um, it wouldn't wouldn't be a Transformers uh, line without some repaints, but uh, God, they're cute still, <laughs> Chainsaw!
2: And- One of them is a chainsaw.
0: Yeah, yeah. The chainsaw guys in the chainsaw guys already out in wave one. Uh, I think he's getting yeah. repainted in wave two, but um, yeah. So the, the the newer the newer ones include a color changing uh, a color changing yeah. gimmick. Uh, if I scroll down I mean here, fire.
2: I can say that's not the first time we have seen color changing in Transformers. So how does this one work? Is it heat? Is it water? Is it? I
0: am actually not sure. It's kind of interesting. Like the whole line for wave two has a bit of a sort of a, a green and brown palette. Hmm. Um, yeah. Which I, I like. I think the um. Oh, in fact, so looking at the packaging, right, it's not actually the whole thing. It's just there's two color change figures uh, per five pack. It looks like so. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. It it might well be um. It might well be one of the uh, blind pack figures. And look at that. These guys have a little logo now. They it's sort of oh, a it's almost like a mini pot, mini con cross with an Autobot. Or it is. Uh, in a way it kind of looks like Gordon Ramsay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you donkey, you burnt the risotto. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, look, uh, look. one of these guys will be the risotto, so I think it's okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. excellent. <laughs> I feel Dave. sad that in that package it, there is actually a uh, mixing bowl, a mixing device, and they can't use the word in the name Mixmaster. It's already done. True.
1: No, I,
0: I think I reckon they'll make a, uh, a pun on KitchenAid somewhere. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Look, before we actually get into this, uh, we did mention earlier in the show uh, some thoughts on Bumblebee, mm-hmm. and we spent a long time talking about Bumblebee last week. But uh, of course, you guys weren't on the show last week, so yeah. let's um, let's let's take five minutes and have a bit of a, a, a bit of a chat about your thoughts on the movie. Like, uh, my. My impression of it is that uh, like, I think it's a good movie. I don't think it's a great movie, but I think it's good enough at the moment. And uh, I would really like to hear your thoughts on it, uh, Groovy Guy. Like, can we start with you?
1: You certainly can. Um, I really, really enjoyed the movie. This is the first Transformers movie I've seen in the cinema where I've actually gone, "Oh my god, that's awesome!" Because uh, there are huge like G one uh, nods. Um, It was a really good story, good human characters, which is probably, again, a first that I've said for the live action movies. Uh, The action was good. Um, It did good sort of establishing some of the things that were in the other Michael Bay movies, even though this is sort of in an ambiguous loop for the time being, as to whether or not it's a, a prequel or a steady reboot. My money's going with the reboot because of some of the scenes that you saw in the movie. Um, yeah, I just really enjoyed it and I thought it was very well told and very well executed.
2: Ash. Hmm. Now, I need to be careful with how I speak here because I have come off as passionate at times when it comes to this film.
0: You, 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 must, you must be sure to present your argument with no emotion whatsoever.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm giving you the shockwave. <laughs> <laughs> logical. The film definitely included characters. Miserable. Mm. Which, I, I, uh, of all the
0: Transformers films I have seen, this is definitely the most recent.
2: Correct. <laughs> uh, it's, I think it's more interesting that um, I really quite enjoyed Bumblebee. I'll get that out of the way. I really did enjoy it as a film that I was worried that I wasn't going to see a Transformers film in my lifetime that I could just want to watch it again without fast-forwarding parts of it. And I saw it with a couple of friends, and I saw it exceptionally early. As soon as I possibly could, I got an advanced screening down here in Launceston. Yes, they exist. Yes, we have cinemas. Um,
0: actually, I, I took I took the Friday off work and went and saw one of the first advanced screenings in Sydney.
2: I, I did actually sneak out during the day. Um, I never actually told my boss why I was taking time off, and then I turned <laughs> wearing a bumblebee t-shirt and he sort of went hmm <laughs> okay never mind but um yeah i think it's kind of interesting that a lot of people uh, a lot of people's criticisms of bumblebee they said to me that it was it, it wasn't didn't have enough action or that there was too many human characters and what they were describing to me is exactly why i enjoyed the film and it meant that i've, I've had to sort of make my points several times to the point where i've sort of managed to distill it down to a very basic analogy the michael bay films are like junk food. You enjoy it, and it's not necessarily great for you, but yep, you enjoy it. Afterwards, you might feel a bit greasy, but you still enjoyed it when you were in the act of you know partaking in it. Whereas Bumblebee feels like a more rounded meal. I don't feel greasy and weird after it. I don't feel like I've just been on like a thrill ride of two and a half hours of explosions and you know fart jokes and robot balls jokes and bro humor i just sort of i walk away from going i feel enriched by the film i go that was good it spoke to parts of me that i like being spoken to i think it was a good good film i think it was a pretty good transformers film but overall it's a great package and i'd like to see more of it
0: well put i look i i would also look despite the fact that i've um you know sort of like gone out with some uh, gone out with a a, a soft review, but uh, like I said, it's it's I said it's good. Um mm-hmm. I've given it an I've given it an above average review. I've given it three and a half out of five myself, and like it's certainly above average. Like um and I'd certainly like to see
2: more of it. Something I do like to ask people is when it comes to you looking at all the live action Transformers films that have come out since two thousand seven, which one is your favourite? No judgments, just a question.
0: It's really hard to say because um I don't really like to go back and revisit them.
1: <laughs> You're asking us to go back through trauma
2: They can be quite difficult to like,
0: right? like, your, your, your question Is basically akin to, akin to like, Which, which um, Horrific accident were you in That did you the least damage <laughs> yeah. um, I, So I'm, gonna, I'm going to give, I'm gonna give you an answer And it's going to be a weird one It so can I'm include in.
2: Bumblebee I'm just saying you, you can include Bumblebee
0: well, I I, th- I I think it's unfair to include Bumblebee because it's like it's automatically by default the best live action movie. Yeah. But prior, I mean, to objectively
2: that, it is. Yes. Yeah.
0: Mm. I think prior to that, um, I would probably say Age of Extinction.
2: I agree. Hmm. I just, the, re- yeah. the
0: the reason I would go for Age of Extinction is actually because for the first time on the big screen they actually had Cullen and Welker voicing Prime and Mega <coughs> Galatron. And um <laughs> I, I, I remember thinking in the cinema I was just like the voices are right and I don't give a shit what they do yep like they, they can do anything they want then so yeah and like I kind of secretly enjoyed I kind of secretly enjoyed the last night for the same reason because like I finally yeah. got to hear Welker say Decepticons retreat on the big screen right yes. it was in many ways throwbacks <laughs> to the cartoon
2: the last but, night yeah. was yeah it, creatively a disaster but there are like it's the kind of film that i love watching the highlight clips on youtube where people have like grabbed all the good scenes and put them together <laughs> and then I, I don't have to watch the parts that make me really really upset and what, what about you groovy guys
1: as far as the past films um i would have to say first and age of extinction mm. um probably the first because it's you don't know any of the characters yet you know things are being established and it sort of establishes things quite well like you know with megatron and all the reverse engineering and him being the ice man and sam wiki's family sort of being interlinked and it's all you know sort of all very well his great grandfather uh, <laughs> pushing yeah.
2: people through snow to die but you know, yeah, yeah.
1: you know, retreat, no surrender, and it's all—it's all fairly well <laughs> integrated. Have a few black sheeps in the family. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah, the black no. sheep of the family. <laughs> no, I
2: agree. No, I quite enjoyed it. But yeah, for me, definitely, I agree. Age of Extinction was definitely a great film for for me specifically because it was the first time we started to see Transformers with actual realized personalities and traits that give them character. Some people don't like crosses. Some people don't like drift. I think most people like hound, but at least they were characters because the previous films treated Transformers a little bit like props. Like Mm. they were a character. They were a they were a giant moving set piece that things happened around, and that's what always got my transforming goat. Yeah, well, I I think
0: Age of Extinction also saw the sort of first step towards evolution away from like just the the crapshoot that was just bits of metal twisted around all of these figures towards actually having a more recognizable shape to a, all of the character designs. They mm. started giving each of the characters their own distinct shape and color, and it made a lot of the action a lot easier to recognize. And that's also that's also something that people praise Bumblebee for is because you've got a yellow, a red, and a blue Transformer, mm. and it's really easy to follow.
2: If yep. I was to list the things about Bumblebee that I would praise the most, easily in the top three would be the fact that for the first time recognizable characters hmm. directly opposite that for criticisms it is a real pain that we have these amazing characters but they're never actually introduced to us in a way that we know who they are like yeah it, interesting toys. isn't it yeah we know that they're hmm. drop kick and shatter but there's nowhere that you know shatter goes hey drop kick yes shatter or you know cliff jumper goes drop kick and shatter you know oh you'll never take me out but never happens it's such a strange thing but mm, they're easily recognizable they have personalities they seem to actually enjoy working together and doing what they do and that's great they're characters they're not just robots hmm.
0: there's a, so there's a couple of things that um oh, look since we're since we're talking about uh things that may have been excised from the film mm-hmm. um let's let's draw some attention through to the uh, the item that we actually currently have on screen um mm-hmm there's a bunch of there's a bunch of concept art has uh, seen the light of day this week over over the last few weeks we've heard a couple of reports on things that changed between Bumblebee's yeah. test screenings midway through well, I actually last year have and now,
2: some great notes here that I'd love to go through with you. Hmm, yeah, having a look at some of the artwork first. The one thing I'd like to note, I mean, obviously starting off here, if you've got, if you're in control here, Jason, we're having a look I at am. ourselves at a Decepticon warrior. The artist here is Joshua Viers, who's actually worked on a couple of other larger films. Apparently, worked as an uh, as an auxiliary on Pacific Rim, but the thing that I strikes could
0: totally me, see that here. Right? Yeah, yeah, the
2: thing that strikes me interestingly about this art is just like usually the concept art sort of vaguely resembles the finished product this stuff so different massively different
0: yeah so i i think look there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of discussion around a massive shift during the production of the movie Mm. and i mean look we saw this with last night right remember we saw we saw an Optimus primal um, concept art for the last night and like that was never in the movie and so like this this happens a lot on feature films like they will hire artists to visualize things and some of them will end up left on the, the cutting room floor. I think it's interesting though that when you look at this you can sort of see like if, if you blur your eyes and tilt your head you can sort of see the genesis of Shatter.
2: <laughs> okay. Is it I was gonna is say is say Shatter I or is it Dropkick? Because I mean I'm seeing parts of the Chopper in there. Yeah. Well,
0: so, so it's more it's more the car bonnet for the chest.
2: Mm, true.
0: Um. But yeah, I, I mean, I mean, look, both both of them have a similar thing. But uh, yeah, uh, the the face, the facial structure or lack thereof, is a bit interesting. He actually looks a bit like Lugnut from Animated.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he's
0: going he's, to kneel down and start praising Megatron any minute.
2: Handsome bloke that like that. The interesting. interesting thing, yeah. you're Certainly. actually seeing the... Um, obviously, if you've seen the toy packaging for Shatter and Dropkick, Shatter in almost, like, out of the three or four toys that are currently out, three of them show her with her battle mask on, which is very much what that old that last piece of artwork looks like. This really sort of odd dome that covers the face entirely, so... Oh, uh, mm. yeah.
0: I, I, I kind of find... Uh, i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna say this and i'm probably gonna regret it immediately i don't really like this prevalence of battle masks in transformers Them the last i'm I'm gonna say decade right and i kind of i kind of blame animated for it because animated felt it necessary to explain optimus prime's faceplate away as being a battle mask and let him lower and start talking to people uh as normal although although maybe it's not animated's fault it might also actually that just be the, first the beast movies.
1: wars remember
2: beast wars remember? Yeah. had a similar thing and it would
1: close yeah out? optimus primal had oh the toys had the um the mutant mask but now, optimus primal also had the thing and i think the first movie, got a battle mask the first movie actually was out before animator wasn't it and that had optimus prime with or without a mouth I mean, yeah, I that- think
0: I, I think it is the movie, in fact. But, um, yeah, Animated, animated picked I've it up. Movie. Uh, I think Animated was animated was cut short because of Avenger the Fallen. Yeah, the I Transform-
2: think Animated came after. First episode, that was 26th of December 2007 for Transformers Animated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the film, Jeez, was 2000. film was a few
0: months before.
2: There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I guess Transformers Animated was to capitalize on the popularity of Transformers post-film.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, certainly was. Huh. Let's uh, let's keep going here. We've got uh, so we've got Ranger now. I think Ranger is the guy who sort of ended up evolving into dropkick. You kicking. Certainly see like the mm. the canopy and stuff
2: there. The cockpit chest. Yeah. The thing I like yeah. here is you see that there's a, a weapon that isn't actually built into the hand. There's not a lot of that sort of in the live action films. There's a lot of sort of my hand will turn into the gun. You know, Bumblebee's the main offender of that. But mm. yeah, I do like just seeing sort of there is a weapon there. I
0: so I look at this guy and I see I, I see more animated. I see lockdown.
1: Yep, me too. Green, um, actually,
0: actually, actually, you know what? It might it might not be lockdown. It might actually be oil slick.
2: Could be. Oh, based off the yeah. Revenge of the Falling Toy.
0: Uh, no, the animated toy. Animated
2: toy. The animated oh, toy yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Hmm. Generations world. Yes. I, I,
0: I kind of am, except like I need my world to be like massively homicidal.
2: Yeah, one eye, hands and the three pronged feet. Do you think that the the thing I find interesting about this design? I think you see a close up later, is that yeah, there you go. The face, the the mouth the (laughs) mouth literally looks like one of those things that's used to like remove rust.
0: (laughs) Look, he's a Decepticon warrior. He's also really good if you arm him with Tarnoff, okay? Do
2: you (laughs) know what his actual name is? Buffer. Uh, Buffer. (laughs) No, apparently
0: he's Ranger. According to no, this
2: class. His his real name is Buffer. Uh,
0: yes, fair enough. <laughs> Ranger rough body type V two date two thousand and seventeen. Oh, that's man. quite telling as well. Uh, so look, at, we might we might pick up the pace a little bit on these.
2: Um, this is an interesting
1: the heck, design. What
2: the heck is that? It's a warthog. Getting
1: a massive Warframe vibe from that, but anyway. Fair enough, but yeah. isn't it
2: interesting seeing a, a, a transformer with an alt mode of a plane, but instead of it being like it's really asymmetrical, like the idea that they transform sideways is so different and unique, and I actually quite like that idea. Yeah. Well,
0: this is something that uh, we talked about last week, I think, um, very briefly with Max, is that um, I, I kind of. I can appreciate the the similarity between like Starscream and the Seekers and their Cybertronian scenes and Blitzwing on Earth because like if you like I can I can appreciate that as a race transformers may well have just gotten to the point where they're like, You transform into a plane, therefore you move this around here and do this. And so mm-hmm. like you all have similar attributes because you all transform into planes, but your bits are different. Because, because, uh, like, if you put Blitzwing next to next to Starscream, like, because they do have a different alt mode, like, you can see that the intake vents look different; they're in a different spot, mm. but the the design is still the same. Like, the canopy folds down, and things go around there. It's like, I like, I can see that. I can see that sort of as a a, a useful a useful evolution in the species. It's like, yeah, jets do this, cars do it, that.
2: Exactly, sort of like the cars, the the whole hood being the chest thing is very very common. So similar thing with planes Yeah.
0: Yeah, mm. very much.
2: There you go. there's your whirl legs.
0: <laughs> you, you're right, actually, and there's the whirl face on that too, and there's also the massive. This is whirl.
2: Yeah, yeah. obviously whirl. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, like, oh, oh, oh wow, yeah. So there's there's a lot of interesting. Oh, what the hell is there.
2: that? Yeah. There's another one of those weird sort of. It's it's instead of having the, the weird asymmetric sideways plane transformation.
1: Yeah. It's like i'm a not a fan of
2: morning, i'm not moment. a fan of how that's presented but i think it could be done well
0: so this this does this does sort of call to mind one of the things that we were um, talking about in possible deleted scenes which is mm-hmm. that uh there's a scene there's a scene apparently that was cut from the movie where um all of all of charlie's appliances come to life and uh, when Charlie gets home, uh, having been called home by Mimo, uh, she and Bumblebee need to fight them all off. And this, mm. this was removed from the movie, but it does explain why the power cord to the television was cut later on. Yeah,
2: it's a very, very pointed piece of dialogue there. Going, why did she cut the power cord? Here we go. Mm. This is some, this is some very obvious uh, beginnings of Dropkick, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh-huh. I, I, I still. I still don't like the fact that the some of the head designs are just so complicated with the these these weird things around the mouth. Like, I just I don't like Bumblebee's mouth design in the movie at all.
2: Yeah, I've never been a fan of that, and it is very reminiscent of the 2007 film. It's sort of a bit of a relic of it, in my opinion. I,
0: I do find Shatter and Dropkick the most sort of they're, they're very sort of like uh, I don't know what the word is. They just feel out of place. I feel like I feel Shatter like. Yeah, I feel like their designs are just... They're way too Bay movie versus um, that's G1.
2: Actually, that's actually a point that I made to a friend of mine. One of the first things I said upon leaving the film, apart from wow, I really enjoyed that, was it's interesting how the film really establishes this sort of G1 familiarity where it's like, hey, do you guys remember all these great guys and they all look just like they did, only better? And then the bad guys of the film, like the, the villains... Looks so much like the the designs from previous films that I was like, I'm not one to read deeply into things that probably aren't there, but it would be very easy to say that maybe Travis Knight was trying to say something.
0: <laughs> Demons mm. of the past.
2: These are the enemies, but no, I don't think he's quite that that cruel. But maybe, maybe. Um,
0: let's uh, l- l- let's accelerate a little bit through here. There's a lot of there's a lot of battle masks, which is why I made the uh, the point mm-hmm. earlier about like. I, I don't I don't know that I really like the idea that uh you know whenever Bumblebee goes into battle he's got an automatic battle mask. You can see yeah. that sort of it
1: turns into wasp and
0: Yeah.
2: Have you seen totally. there is actually a digibash where somebody's actually turned the battle mask <laughs> battle mask Bumblebee green and spitting image. Spitting yeah. image waspinator um for (laughs) me personally in the earlier films when he had his battle mask it seemed a bit goofy he didn't really do seem to do much the thing i liked about bumblebee as a film is that um obviously he used it in combat but there was also these moments where like when he was scanning alt modes that's when Mm. his mask would cut down so it it did seem to have a bit more of a technical sense it wasn't just an appendage it's sort of it was a bit like like yeah yeah it's like he actually had goggles. you never saw him scan something without clink Uh, okay that will happen here we go Old mate.
0: Maybe some of the circuitry to uh, perform the scanning is actually uh, not built into his optic systems, but yeah. in an additional piece of hardware. So, yeah. Mm. Uh, so this is this is looking way more like what we saw on screen. Now, this is this is by Mark Yang. We've moved on from uh, Josh Veers. So mm. Mark Yang's designs seem a little bit more, uh, a little bit more like what we saw in the movie. Still, yeah. like a little little bit evolved from here, but uh, very very close. I do like now, it as a
2: very it's very trans like very sort of uh, old school, new school kind of look. But the thing that I find interesting, and I've I've been reading it more and more. Again, I don't have a credible source for this, but it is something I do like to share with people. But obviously there's been the whole argument debate of that's obviously Starscream, but apparently apparently in pre-visualization for the film, this character that we've come to know as Bumblebee Blitzwing was referred to as Ramjet.
1: Yeah, I've heard that. So too. I
2: heard,
0: I heard that a long time ago, and it seemed it seemed to go away. Um, I think it, I, th- I think that that theory went away when uh, Travis Knight got on stage. At, I think it was SDCC and said it's Blitzwing. But um, I do the recall hearing thing, something like that
2: earlier. The other thing I've heard is that there was a push for it to be Blitzwing because there was interest from the marketing team to actually have Redeco tank toys released for the film. <laughs> hence why there is a redecoed Megatron named Blitzwing, though Blitzwing himself never turns into a tank in the film. So,
0: look, it it is interesting to also consider that uh, we've given Bumblebee props for being so focused on G1, but this is totally not a G1 Blitzwing.
2: (laughs) This one is such a miss. It's just like we've seen all these incredible G1 things that are, like, spot on. Like, even Braun has his
1: big helmet on and looks ridiculous.
2: Mm -hmm. And then, like, Blitzwing is just...
1: He got that right. The um the toy of this character actually has the animated crazy face as well. Which really? A, yeah, it's actually like there are pictures of the toy, and it looks like this that we're seeing now, but it actually has red light piping, which actually turns into what looks like the crazy face from animated. See, that's a toy designer having fun. That's what that yeah. is.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna move a little bit beyond here and. Uh... We're seeing some
2: the, the, pre-visualization, uh, pre-visualization for the actual film at this point, which is really cool. Again, yeah. fantastic scene seeing triple changes actually change in a triple sense.
0: Well, so this, this is actually this is actually really interesting because this is actually way darker than it was ever presented in the film as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually really appreciate just the composition of this uh, this visual, and also maybe it's because um, maybe it's because I watched a lot of Twin Peaks last year, but uh, the, the power lines <laughs> are. The power lines look like they're plotting
2: something. It's um, actually, they're actually yeah. Soundwave from G1. Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Bumblebee Vietnam Chase V3.
2: What? Yeah, now, interestingly enough, what you're seeing here is that's Bumblebee's design from the last night when he was doing the whole Nazi sequence. You see the hammer on his back? Yeah,
0: yep. you're right.
2: Yep. And this does tie into another thing that was mentioned regarding the original uh, version of Bumblebee as a film is that apparently the initial film actually started. With Bumblebee, there was the, the actual voice actor for Bumblebee was always planned. It wasn't something that was added. Doing a short sort of narration. Remember the original Transformers film, you know, The Cube. He was doing a bit of a thing explaining about how he had been on Earth for a while and was constantly being chased. And apparently there was actually a, a video sequence of just him fleeing. It was just trying to really hit the home of I'm here, but I'm being chased down by the military, which ties into the idea that, you know, John Cena's character was a lot more of a hard-ass transformer hunter.
0: Yeah, that does. It does. Um, I, I, I look. I haven't looked at too much of these here, but uh, yeah. Nah. Look, look, look. Look. Let's let's talk about this shot that's up now. Right. We've we've heard, and this this does uh, this kind of contradicts what we've what we've been told. We've been told that originally, at the end of the movie, the Sector Seven guys would uh, were to like. Turn to each other and just go. Well, you know, though, though that bumblebee and Optimus Prime, you know, like they're never they're never to be told about sort of secret nbe one, right? NBO one, yeah. NBO one, and uh, and you know, then it would pan along, and you would see a G one style Megatron on ice, which does tie into the plot of the original uh, yeah. the original Bay movies, but uh, obviously with Megatron taking on a different a different more uh, more eighties accurate form. It's a little hmm. bit different. But uh, this is definitely not a G1 Megatron.
2: No. no. I mean, if, if you were to show me this in a vacuum without seeing Bumblebee, I'd be like, wow, Omega Supreme. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it does look very, very... Looks like uh, his IDW uh, stealth bomber. Yeah, actually, I completely see that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it does. There's a uh, so look uh, wh- whether or not this is actually intended to be the uh, Megatron on ice or not. Uh, look, we're never gonna, we're never going to know. This is obviously a very different setting. This is in a hangar, whereas um, uh, Sector Seven in the movie was far more sort of underground. Although there is sort of the um the sort of like the towers and the wires on either side that look like they've been enhanced by Shatter and Dropkick. So mm. also uh, in, the,
1: in the film proper, Megatron is sort of ambiguous like you don't see him you don't see him you don't hear
2: about him nobody mentions him
1: yeah the two decepticons never like when they're linked up they never see any of these sector 7 files regarding nbe01 that's a good
0: point yeah
2: exceptional point Hmm. yeah i mean that that does sort of lead towards i mean if we get to discuss it at some point whether or not it is considered a reboot or a prequel i mean that's that's the can of worms that needs to be open but not right now yeah it's well, very, at, very so that, that,
0: that that is actually going to come come up in a few minutes, but let, let's sort of flick through the uh, the remainder of these.
2: Um, I reckon I could see an entire slideshow of Bumblebee just fleeing through different environments. Like, <laughs> that'd
0: be that'd be just, great. Yes, I, like I just, I, you
2: know, I've got Bumblebee Photoshop and also. the I'll narrow Yeah, <laughs> just play some Benny Hill music and just have Bumblebee running away from shopping <laughs> in different places. It'll be fantastic. You could
1: probably do that with the six movies as they are. Just take all the Bumblebee chase scenes. There, yeah. there you go.
2: There you go. Yeah. Next big Transformers meme will be Bumble Benny Hill. There you go.
0: <laughs> now, just just quickly before we do move on, this to me it looks like it's actually meant to be the uh, the G1 Megatron kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he's, he's on ice. So, I yeah. would
2: I would love to know if there ever was some proper concept art done for. I mean, we've seen how Optimus Prime looked in the film. The this G1 sort of esque, you know, the, the, it was reimagined. Like this is the G1. Yeah. If you know, the movie's got a hold of him. I'd love to see if, you know, we saw that previous drawing of Blitzwing. I'd love to see art like that of how G1 Bumblebee Meg- Megatron would look. Yeah. Oh, His Bumblebee's appendage. And uh, yes, yeah. some, some living he, clock radios. The army of clock radios. The interesting thing is that that's actually the clock that we see at the start when um, Harley Stenfeld's character, Charlie, actually turns it off. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. No, so no, no, no.
0: L- l- lend some credence to the devices in the house. Uh, taking the thing out. I love is that the the bottom run.
2: part of the shot. Those are practical effects. That, like the bottom of the shot, those have been built. And you see the tab can in the top left. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I actually, I don't think they are. You don't think they are? No, I don't think they are. I think, I think the screens look a bit too fake, and I think the dials look a little bit too fake. And also, I know that we did see a CG tab can in the movie because Bumblebee tore it to pieces. Like, so mm-hmm. like I, I don't think these are actually. Um, I don't think these are physical effects. I think these are CG.
2: Well, I'll tell you what, Jason. If you ever see them on eBay. As the <laughs> ultimate item from Bumblebee, I mean, you, you can eat your words, or you can just buy me one because I love. It. I, I'm I'm actually going to go
0: out and go out to the op shop and buy a bunch of clock radios and see what I can do.
2: Just get some pipe cleaners; you'll be halfway there. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: See, see, these look fairly photorealistic. These shots, which is why I, th- I think that was actually just a very nicely, uh, let's see, composite.
2: Shot. Yeah. Now, here's another interesting thing. Obviously, the jeeps at the start of the film, they're all, like, everyone says that the original start of the film was Bumblebee, being, Bumblebee already being chased through the forest, which explains why the Humvees present for the paintball exercise come equipped with harpoon launches.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, you,
0: you can never tell, when so- you never tell when someone's going to get a little bit unruly.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, hands up everybody who's a member of the American military here and could explain it. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I guess that'll just be a grand mystery. It could be. It could be standard issue on Humvees over there. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Ma- maybe.
0: Maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe it's standard issue in military. Who knows?
2: I do like yeah. the practical effect before that they actually have the harpoon launcher mounted between two giant machine guns. Yeah. Pay <laughs> 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 are for suckers.
0: If the bullets don't get you, the harpoon will. But, yeah. Yeah, they, they, oh, yeah,
2: they were sick of yeah. having to charge at people to stick the har the bayonet into them. They just decided to turn the bayonet into a fired harpoon.
0: Maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's just that the guns will get you, but if you get too close, the harpoon will get you.
1: Yeah, yeah we um, we don't stand for people putting their fingers in and going for the reverse combustion theory here. <laughs> no, <laughs> Looney Tunes. no, Looney Tune
0: yeah.
2: Oh, oh, it's an eyeball. <laughs> Yeah. It's an eyeball. It's a bumble eyeball. All
0: right, let, let's let's move on from the concept art. We did. Uh, we also slipped in this dude. Um,
1: it's oh, a, that's a really good concept art. Uh... Yeah, that's uh, a fully CGI Travis Knight. It's
2: very, yeah. it's very. It was actually directed by Michael Bay, but post uh, production, they actually replaced him with Travis Knight. He it's, actually yeah, looks lifelike. usually life. replaced him.
0: <laughs> so, uh, tra- Travis Knight and Lorenzo de Bonaventura and a bunch of people involved <laughs> with the discussion, uh, with the production, have all been out giving their two cents on things this week and. Uh, actually the last couple of weeks really on whether or not Bumblebee is or is not a reboot
2: Bumblebee now, reboot or prequel the debate well,
0: this is this is part 4792 of this debate it just there is a different chapter
2: literally every week uh, I've been hearing reports from every the janitor hour. that worked on set uh, the mother of the dog walker for highly Steinfeld has their two cents it's an ongoing discussion. I, that I would
0: actually him. like to hear from the uh, the mother of the dog walker's sister, because I think she brings a unique perspective. To this.
2: <laughs> correct, correct.
0: So, um, Travis Travis Knight and the question of continuity uh, came out this week and just uh, sort of had a bit of a bit of a dig at Bay and said that uh, he did not think that continuity was big on Michael Bay's radar. Um, I can't remember what the I can't remember what the exact uh, words were, but it's just that he didn't think that continuity was very important and. A lot, a lot has been said about whether or not Bumblebee breaks continuity, and I don't really know why anyone cares because mm-hmm. uh, all of the Bay films broke the previous continuity. We want to forget continuity. the trauma,
1: Jason. We want to forget the trauma.
0: No, but, the, but but this is the thing, right? It doesn't matter whether it breaks the previous continuity or not because the next movie could well do it as well. Like it's it's been yep. a constant thing over six films. There's been the only the most cursory of. A cursory, of, a cursory of adherence to continuity. And it is really interesting to see people like really trying to bend bend things into the narrative that they want in order to justify the position that they mm-hmm. want to take. Uh, De Bonaventura has been very famously coming out and saying that uh, no, the movie is totally, uh, totally 100% a prequel and not a reboot. Yep. The Autobots go back to Cybertron, they regroup, they retake Cybertron, and then they arrive back on Earth in 2007. It's like,
2: that's stupid. I mean, he he's confirming a lot of things that literally don't exist. He's yeah. talking about narrative points that are not represented in any way. Like, those things haven't happened. This is, the important thing is obviously to point out what a producer is. Yes. They, they don't write the stories. They don't direct the stories. They are cursorily involved in the stories because they are part of the movie-making process. Hmm. The interesting thing that I find is that he would, have, he would have been the smartest thing. The smartest choice would have been to completely skirt the question. Why answer it? People are talking about your product. People are debating your product. And it's healthy. Like, people weren't yelling at each other about it. It was, but do you he, think it is? I don't know. It could be. It might not be. And all no, he's but, done is no, tell. Here's all the thing. People shut up. It's terrible. But,
0: but all he's managed to do is... But what he's managed to do is he's taken that low-level background discussion and he's amped it up where people are like, Holy shit, did you see what he said? And so people are talking about Bumblewee, but I feel like I feel like his attitude towards getting people to talk about bumblebee is i don't care what they're saying i just want them to talk about it but mm-hmm. i think that's kind of a naive way of looking at publicity for your movie these days which is that uh, you know there's no such thing as bad press i think there is such a thing as bad yes. press and i think he i think he's getting it whether he actually realizes or not like there are people like max made the comment when he posted some of those comments in the group he said look you know but is a hack and you shouldn't listen to anything that comes out of his mouth but also, the thing is that he is also actually, and he's not just a producer on Transformers, like, he's the series producer, right? So yep. he does have a little bit more, he has a little bit more skin in the game as to whether or not this is actually a reboot or uh, a reboot or a, a prequel. And, uh, like, I, I still think that there's this, there's this desire to cling to the idea that it's actually just a prequel and that they can go back and continue their Unicron story. Because uh, he's also said that, you know, sometime in the next, like, sort of three to four years, there will be another major Transformers, Transformers movie, which implies that Bumblebee is not a major Transformers
2: movie. <laughs>
1: yep.
2: So, okay. Third party, groovy guy. Reboot, prequel. Which is?
1: I would the deciding have to go vote. along the side of reboot. Um, cool. I'm going to call uh, Lorenzo but Ventura and tell him that what you said. Potential spoiler <laughs> alert. I don't know, people who haven't seen the Bumblebee movie, you're obviously not a real Transformers fan anyway. Whoa. But, um, <laughs> I, I, I I kid because I love, it. and I would love to talk about the Bumblebee movie. Um, I think what's established at the end of this movie with, you know, Bumblebee's mission was to go to Earth and see if, if it would be a viable Energon source. Bumblebee establishes that. He protects it from the Decepticons. You know, he prevents them from sending off their message for the time being. And then at the end of the movie, Optimus Prime is there on Earth himself. He's not like a holographic projection or anything. And he's congratulating Bumblebee for establishing this base. And then you look up and you see all these protoform Seven. Autobots. Yeah. You see them all coming down. And I don't think you're going to have, I don't think you're going to be able to explain that away as they come down, they establish a base, and then they bugger off, and then they say, "Oh, hang on, this really important thing called the Allspark that you know um, be gives life and can save our planet, that was actually where we were just then. So we might want to, you know, turn around, hmm. go back. I don't know, so oh, no, I figured- you left the Allspark." <laughs> oh crikey! We left the old spark there. Gotta get back sometime. So, they they, they uh,
0: drove off from the base and left it on the bonnet of the car.
1: Yeah. No, I'm thinking and I'm
2: hoping reboot. See now, I I have a couple of things here. Some notes that I put down now. I'm not going to say that Lorenzo di Bonaventura is a hack. I think that's a bit rough.
0: I think I. I but I, he's like, a hack. You know, like, you can take it up with me. That's a okay. Hack. Yeah, but
2: uh, <laughs> what I will say is that he has made mistakes in the past and he has also said things without consulting the credible sources. Um, He was a producer a Man on an a Ledge, and for the entire period of him promoting that film, he kept quoting the wrong script to people talking about <laughs> it. I mean, it's, it's simple things to make. Now, the interesting thing is, obviously, we were talking before about stuff that was changed, removed, added to the film. Because, I mean, we mentioned, obviously, all the Cybertron stuff. Mm, it wasn't yeah. in the film. That's been added. Apparently, the only thing that we saw beforehand was holographic Optimus. That was it. Yeah. Uh, the film started with, you know, Agent Burns, uh, John Cena's character, being a seasoned Transformers hunter. Like, you know, he's been doing it for years. He's, his friend died, and now he's hunting them down. That's my military man impersonation. Yeah. The interesting thing I find is...
0: I was going to say, your military man does sound like a
2: Al Capone. If you want to get the penguin involved, I'll watch it. But (laughs) the interesting thing is that from what I I can see, they appear to have taken all of these big things and changed them as if they were trying to make the movie into this weird almost reboot. Like, there's still parts (laughs) of it there, but it's almost like they were testing the waters. Like, what if it was a reboot, somebody said. And everyone went, mm, do we have to aggressively reboot it? It's like, well the film doesn't have to start with like, you know, a picture of Michael Bay falling into a toilet. Like it can just be <laughs> a film that isn't one hundred percent tied to it. So there's all these little things that say it isn't, but it is. Your point about Dropkick and Shatter, they accessed all of the knowledge. They would have seen the Megatron was there. Mm, yeah. They would have known, they would have gone, they would hey. They've gone and woken up stuff messaging everyone else we'll get boss man online it'll be fine and there's lots of little details like obviously if the transformers like have such issue leaving earth it's such a big thing they're always in a spaceship or optimus has to build has to grow rocket boots megatron has to talk to the u.s government in the last night and actually get some of his mates out of prison because all i want to do is go home yeah if they have such simple ways of going home and coming back and all the rest of it then Yes, NBE 7 Bumblebee, we will go to Earth and you will make a base there and we'll hang out for a bit. We'll kick it in the 80s because it's rad. We'll I didn't leave see BBE on in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave the 90s because it gets a bit weird and then we'll come back in 2007 and learn English from the World Wide Web. And it feels like part of the creative process was let's make it kind of a reboot because then if it's popular, we'll reboot the heck out of it because it might revitalize mm. the, the, the franchise. Then Lorenzo's like, no, nah, no, nah, it's not a reboot. And you can imagine the, the, like the people in Market be like, Lorenzo, shut up. Shut up. Stop just, it. Just, just, just
1: say nothing. I will not be silenced.
0: They're sort of treating like Lorenzo's like the, the dog. Stop it. Put it down. Yep. Put Stop it, down, it. it. Drop it. Drop
1: it. Try. Don't let really come over Put down like that exactly. controversial topic. Drop it. Drop exactly.
2: I suppose the point I'm trying to make is that Paramount could literally have had it both ways. There was nothing stopping them. They could have just gone, oh well, it was it's, massive. But still oh, nothing well. stopping them. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's the that's the beautiful thing. Yeah. Much like Travis Knight saying that Michael Bay played fast and loose with continuity. There was a lot of questions, there was a lot of things unanswered. Anyone remember Galvatron magically turning into Megatron between <laughs>
0: the Age no, of Extinction? No, because because oh, I didn't see it.
1: He just, <laughs> he just walks off at the end of Age of Extinction saying, I am reborn. He and does, then he walks into the church. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> we
2: go hang out in the mountains and come back <laughs> at night with a sword like cool my,
0: yeah. my goodness i i've i've got a podcast with two voice actors <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah it's fantastic like i still think they can still have it both ways all the people that are like acting as if lorenzo saying it's a prequel it's like some kind of victory nobody actually wins it's so just yeah. it's, it's, it's
0: kind of weird though right like i don't i don't I don't I just. I don't think. I don't see anyone who's actually happy at him saying that it's a prequel. Everyone's just like, "Stop it! Stop it!" Hey, nobody cares. I uh, honestly, like, yeah,
1: yeah. I think that if the next movie sort of connects the dots between Bumblebee and the ex- already existing five movies, everyone's just going to go. Yeah. Oh, for f- sake! We were almost free, and you pull us back in.
2: Just no, let
1: us go. It- <laughs>
2: It just—it just, it just means that the film after that will be set in the '70s, and it will be even more ambiguous. As to, and it will it will will have sideswipe coming to Earth.
0: So t- <laughs> two, two things, right? I feel like people are—I feel like people are bending over backwards to link continuities together, and they're—they're they're coming up with enormous, complicated, uh, complicated flights of fancy in order to—in order to make what they want
2: Simmons was at the base. It,
0: yeah, Simmons was there, but that's fine. It can yeah. be a reboot and have Simmons, right? Yeah, I'm um,
2: okay with that. Not everything in the Bay films is bad. Simmons was great.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, there. Uh, this is the thing. The term I've been using is remix, right? Like it's a reboot. Yeah. It's taking elements and it's remixing them. Um, I, I would very much. Uh, so it, the the lengths that people are going to to like connect things up and explain away things that they perceive as plot holes and problems. It reminds me a lot of uh, it reminds me a lot of star wars fans between trilogies (laughs) yes but let's figure out how to explain how boba fett gets his helmet right so i'm going to come up with i'm going to come up with like a hundred page story in three parts and i'm going to publish it on usenet page by page over the course
2: of four months <laughs> right? Like this is Under how I'm gonna do Boba it. fan ninety nine. Yep, yep, yeah.
0: yep. Boba fan ninety nine. I think he's on Reddit these days. But <laughs> like it, it's just it's it's that kind of thing. It's like people are people are going to an enormous amount of effort, in, including some people who are involved with the production, Lorenzo, just to link this stuff up. And it doesn't need to be linked, just leave it alone. People people will draw their own conclusions and you should let people draw their own conclusions. That's
1: it's yeah, give it like a more organic sort of feel.
2: Yeah. yeah. The funny thing is, is that if you explain everything, there's no room left for imagination. Exactly. Yeah,
1: that's it. Mm.
0: Second thing I want to make, I want to call it right now. So there, so there is now. Look, there's been a lot of discussion over whether or not Bumblebee is going to actually uh, make money. Uh, it has, it has gotten to a point where P- Paramount is now claiming that the Bumblebee movie is making money. It's broken about three hundred million. Uh, it costs 120 something to make, plus yep. some marketing, and uh, so they're happy. 300 million, they're happy, and
2: so. Yeah, and it, it has to last. A huge, a huge thank you to China for getting real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought oh, as anyway. soon as it was
1: released in China, like in day one of its China release, everyone's like, "Yep, this is this." Yeah, it's made money. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> better against Aquaman in China. Yeah,
0: it turn, turns turns out China's not that big on Aquaman.
2: Yeah, it's, sorry, Jason Momoa. It's nothing against you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> You should, you should always see spray in the bumblebee sequel. Oh, Just to turn do. the water thing full circle, I'll be cool with it.
0: So i i want I want to call this right. Like they're now they are now talking about Bumblebee Two, which Bumblebee Tuna. Well, well, bumblebee, the, well tuna. bumblebee Tuna can be played by Jason Momoa. Um, the so I, I'm I'm going to say Bumblebee Two. It's going to be set in the nineties. Right. I'd be okay with they, that. They've, they've done an 80s movie, they're going to do a
2: 90s movie, right? Be tons of Nickelodeon re- references, please. I'll be cool with it.
0: <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if they're legally allowed to do that. <laughs> they, might to, they might have to be cartoon
2: oh, network references. Cartoon Some of them in the 90s, too. That'd be fine. We could do that. We can. Hard, what, what do
1: you foresee through... happening in this 90s movie, Jason? <laughs> I think on your journey. Um, What's the most 90s know. thing that'll happen in Bumblebee the 90s?
0: I don't I don't know, but like I I see hey, yeah, yeah. No, I see Every lots time. of opportunity music wise. And I did feel like I did feel like they were sort of out there with the music on the eighties going, right, yeah, we've got all this great music from the eighties. But I feel like a lot of the great music from the eighties has already been licensed and they were sort of like picking through the dregs of it. Like there's, there's some good songs in there, but I don't feel like they were like intrinsically linked to Bumblebee. I felt it was just sort of like, here's a list of things that is available to license. They're Correct. like, yes, yes, no.
1: Oh, yes. well, um, Sammy Hagar, I Can't Drive 55. That's from Back to the Future too. That's got some, mm-hmm. which is also set in the 80s. Actually, oh, my God, my head just blew up. Speaking
2: Bumblebee music, there is one gripe that I have to share. Mm-hmm. Everyone applauds the fact that uh, Stan Bush's The Touch gets <laughs> a very brief little part in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think it is ridiculous, and I think it is absurd that we live in a world where they couldn't have just had Stan Bush's uh, dare available in its entirety for the-, <laughs> through the tunnel. It could have been there. It could have just been the backing track. It could have had the whole thing. I'm pretty sure when the Blu-ray comes out, I'm going to dub that yeah, in. I'm nice going to watch it <laughs> by myself, alone, in my underpants. I'm going to be very happy. And then I might put it on YouTube and get it Oh, I was happy you you in your underpants. <laughs> well my bumblebee underpants you know it's, it's, it's a thing i like i like bumblebee it's, it's okay, it's okay. It. <laughs> but yeah I, I think the one thing that we can take away from the bumblebee film is regardless if it's a prequel if it's a reboot i love the term remix i think we should stick with that it's got me excited for transformers films again
1: yeah
0: hopefully the next one will um hopefully the next one will maintain that
2: Yep. Um after the last night I was prepared to not see another live action Transformers film in Sydney. Oh yes. Bumblebee dragged me back in, boys. <laughs> there
0: there was, there was one other thing that I, I wanted to say about um the use of dare mm-hmm. um, Yes. as someone who has recently seen it performed live.
2: Made a show enough.
0: Damn it was good, but yes. <sighs> um, I, I, the thing is I'm not I'm not sure that valid. I'm not sure that it's actually I'm not sure that I would have liked to see it on the tunnel chase. Cause like the, the tunnel chase as it was, was played more for comedy, but mm, yeah. yeah. I don't know. True. Anyway, look, um, I think we spent a long time talking about, uh, Bumblebee and, uh, I've just uh,
1: been looking at this picture of Travis Knight and Bumblebee the whole time. I'm kind of like the car looks like it has more personality. The thing I
2: find hilarious is that on the left hand <laughs> side in front of the car it says Travis Knight Director and then on the right hand side in front of the Again, it it's Bumblebee. <laughs> again, again,
1: both the names cases, say, this <laughs> only
0: saying, their mothers can tell them apart.
2: <laughs> That's why I felt such an affinity with the character. He likes to moonlight yeah. his Bumblebee on weekends.
0: I, I, want to, I want to point this out as well and I think you'll appreciate this, Ash. Why is it that In one frame, we're looking at at least three fonts.
2: Yeah, please. Travis Knight, Director,
0: and Bumblebee. They're all in different fonts. It's like, what the fuck happened to consistency? Professional graphic
2: designer for many years hurts me. Uh, Yeah. It's It's like,
0: who made these lower thirds? And, And also, like... The uh, the italicization on Travis Knight and director is not matching as well.
1: It's different. different. No, yeah. it's not. maybe his title changed. Maybe he was like, you know, originally like the operator of the craft services table. And they're like, hey, you wanna be director? Like, yeah, all right. Oh shit, better put it over then. Yes,
2: we're talking fonts, ladies and gentlemen. Listeners, if you're exceptionally bored, Google kerning. <laughs> That's your decision.
0: Stop. Stop. You're turning me on. <laughs>
1: Oh, I should also say the bumble and bee both look a bit different too. B looks like it's got more shininess on it.
0: Yes, yeah. yeah well, uh, look, I
2: think questions here.
0: I think at least the font <laughs> is the same across that. Although I did also, I, I asked. Look, there, there, there are people who can confirm that I did ask this question in the cinema. Why is it that the on-screen bumblebee logo doesn't look a thing like the one that's on the poster? Like it's literally what? one word. Why is it, it was the, not that every hard.
2: film that's ever come out has the, the logo from the movie does not match uh-huh. the logo from the poster?
1: No. <laughs> it like, it, it is the easiest that.
2: thing to do. Uh, marketing teams don't talk to each other. That's the problem. Maybe yeah. they had
1: all their stuff printed before they did the test screenings. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> got fired over <laughs> that decision.
2: No, actually, actually
0: yeah. They, they printed everything and then they did the test screenings and people are like, what the hell's with that logo? Oh, shit, we need to redo that. Okay. <laughs> All right, look, yeah. um, I think it's enough Bumblebee for this week. Um, I'm going to... Uh, Please join yeah. us
2: next week when we go into Chapter 47 of Is It a Prequel or a Reboot? It's... We might
1: also talk about Wingdings to get you excited.
0: <laughs> oh, my oh my goodness.
2: Hot,
1: font minute. Oh, yeah.
2: Groo-
0: groovy guy, do you not know that Webdings is where it's at these days?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Tell me about but it.
0: Custom, custom fonts. Like, yeah. You, know, you got to download your WoW.
1: The Pornhub section on wingdings that's where it's at, bro. <laughs> download your WAF.
2: download
0: down, 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 like, down, like, your WAF. Like um you can get you can get them all at um, like font hub or something like that. I don't know.
2: Not to be confused <laughs> with other hubs.
0: No. <laughs> font hub red. Oh yeah. <laughs> font tube, whatever. I did want to talk about your you guys your collection collections your collecting habits a little bit um ash i know you're really keen to tell us what your favorite figure of the last year was so how about let's uh, let's start this off by telling us a little bit about what you collect and sure. then you can tell us what uh, what you're especially proud of in your collection there
2: absolutely well to give you the reader's digest version uh effectively i just started collecting basically anything that transformed because just one day it occurred to me hey I have disposable income, and I like Transformers. Why didn't I start this earlier? I'm also and, so cursed. And it uh, it happened right about when I went to Supernova, and I met some gentlemen at a table that was titled TCCA. In fact, <laughs> that's where I met you, sir. It is. We discussed, we discussed the fact that I had a Generations Drift for sale, sir.
0: So. I know. I've still got it up on the uh, shelf somewhere. Ex- He's over there.
2: (laughs) He's there, But uh, obviously, as my collection sort of shifted us, you know, you sort of start by buying cheap things at Kmart, and then you sort of want something a little bit more interesting. And then I discovered Masterpiece Scale. So it means that my collection nowadays is mostly based around Masterpiece Scale, quality figures, things that I feel that, like, you know, if something horrible was to happen and I sold my collection, I'd get at least a return on it to some point. People don't want to want to have changes from Kmart. Let's be real, guys. It's just... Those go to the op shop.
0: I I need to reconsider my bot-bot purchases.
2: (laughs) Awkward. They have value (laughs) to the heart, sir. So uh, in that case, as you can see, right over here is my uh, masterpiece collection. And in doing so, I will grab my favorite figure of 2018. Now, the 2018 has come to a wrap. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. It is indeed Fans Toys Rouge. Mm. Yes. Everyone knows is not RC. But is RC, but is not RC. Now, the main reason I like this figure, I'll be honest, a lot of issues. It has weird weighting problems. The transformation is terrifying. Not hard, just terrifying. There's lots of little bits that you're like, if I put even just one more slight piece of effort into this, I'm going to break it. But the main reason that I love this figure is for one very particular reason that I will share with you now is the world's quickest story. My father actually went to the U.S. last year. He went over there for several months because he was purchasing motorbikes to bring back to Australia. And uh, at one point, he was in Phoenix, Arizona. And he asked me, he says, hey, before I come back, is there anything you want to collect? Do you want me to pick up for you? And I was like, there's not really anything in America that I – Phoenix, Arizona, you say. Now, for those that are uninitiated, Phoenix, Arizona is the home, the uh, the shopfront for the Chosen Prime on my web store. Yeah, for buying Transformers. So uh, what actually happened was...
0: It's actually hilarious because I thought the Chosen Prime was in Singapore. (laughs) I know where my Prime is, but yeah.
2: Apparently they've got a warehouse there and there's people there. (laughs) So my father, who resembles a Viking, I might add, he looks like me except with much longer hair and it's grey and he looks like a warrior, was instructed Uh, to go... Of the Nordic whalings. Yes, precisely. (laughs) uh, Of the Tasmanian frozen wastes. He was instructed to go to the Chosen Prime... To which i had organized this figure to pick it up for me now my father's only really just sort of becoming interested in the fact that like he he thought my transformers was a bit of a fad until i sort of pointed out well that's worth this much and that's worth this much and this does this and this engineering does that he goes okay i'll go pick it up for you and he was expecting like oh i'm probably gonna get a guy that turns into a race car or turns into a gun or a giant cannon or a tank
0: <laughs> i'm gonna
2: collect a figure for my son Oh, yep, that'll be the bright pink Corvette uh space. <laughs> this is a RC. Do you collect Transformers, sir? To <laughs> which my dad's like
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: And so uh that's how I came into possession of FT24 Rouge after my father had a very complicated and confusing trip. Like he wanted to leave immediately because he was so far out of his depth, but like they immediately let us on. Oh, you're from Australia. That's awesome. Tell us more about it. He's like, Can I just take the pink? toy and leave now <laughs> and so yeah my figure of 2018 if only because it makes my dad very uncomfortable is Rouge from Fans Toys fantastic nice
1: fantastic figure oop there goes her legs oop.
2: and like you said there's it's riddled with issues well balance is okay just don't hold her by the legs for too long
1: Have you, when uh, you were no. talking before about the nerve-wracking transformation is there any um, uh, plastic whitening are you having any issues with that
2: not on this one, but that's only because I've identified the places where it'll happen well ah. beforehand, and I've been exceptionally careful. Just yeah, generally, if you're not familiar, her backpack things that she's very, uh, everyone's familiar with from the film, these effectively fold out about eight times to encompass her entire car mode. And at oh, one wow. point, there is very, very like very much a panel that starts here, and you almost have to stress it up and over and fold it back down here. It's not hinged. You just you distress it. I have no idea why. I thought it was wrong, but I've looked wow. up online. and Everyone says the same thing. You have to bend this part, and I'm like, yes. So no, it's,
1: it's not it's high on the display, not high on the transformation. I transform it
2: probably once every
1: two months. That,
2: I reposes <laughs> all the, the time. dust off. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, she sits up there with her boyfriend, Springer, who is an open play Big Spring with a face replacement.
0: I was, I was going to actually uh, just say, like, looking across that shelf, it looks like you've got a KFC junkie on. I wasn't sure if that was open and play Big Spring, but I do approve. Uh, that looks like a fan's toys coot, and I can't tell who's on
2: the right. So far right yep. is uh, Dumpyard from... Ah, the right, bike. the other junkie you yeah. mm-hmm. can't get one junkie on you can't <laughs> no you can't that's right so when'm I'm, when I'm feeling frisky uh, dumpyard gets turned into a bike and wrecktguard rides him around interpret that as you will and you're feeling frisky mm. awesome. <laughs> it's a completely normal hobby dad cool toy
0: speaking of feeling frisky groovy guy what have you been collecting lately?
1: Uh, I haven't really been collecting much lately. There was the piece that I mentioned earlier, which I've had for a while before <laughs> the show started, which you were very excited to see. And I said you are going to be very disappointed in it. Okay, oh. so
0: so this is because this is because Ash and I did not know that this figure exists. So please do enlighten us. So
1: well, if, I if I, mind, I this
2: was a throwaway this- comment during the pre-show that we were talking about something else and you mentioned this and both Jace and myself went sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: This is Titans Returns Tarn. Um, Now, like I said before, he is just essentially a sticker set. He is a re-stickering of already existing toys. And see if you can guess what uh, accessories have been used to make this toy. um, Here he is here. Uh, uh, See Blitzwing? Yes. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, The, The Headmaster, though.
0: Yeah, I, I, I actually, I can't, I'm not likely to be able to identify the headmaster, let's be honest.
2: I
1: <laughs> Okay. What is, yeah. what is the gun? That's Blitzman's gun.
2: Is it? Oh, I didn't realize he had a gun that mounted on his wrist like that.
1: Yeah. And you got his sword mounted on the other wrist. It's yeah. useful the, for the his mega head, power. the head is actually a uh, ape face with another sticker on his mouthpiece. So we get
2: the ah. yeah. I see. You mentioned yeah. that I've actually seen Eight Face at my local Maya, still on the shelf for eight ninety nine. That is very close to Tan. Yep.
1: Interesting. And so, also, um,
0: so, what's the sticker set that you added on?
1: Say, it, uh, it's from um, Repro Labels. I can't remember. The, I think they're called Toy Hacks now.
0: Uh, um, yes. Yes.
1: They do lots of um, different uh, sticker sets to reimagine some characters into other characters. And um, I saw Titans Returns Tarn, and I really like the look of Tarn, but obviously there's no official figure of him. No, and was this was unfortunately this in comic like, book limbo. Yeah, this well, was actually. No, that's
0: not that's not true. There is an official figure of Tarn. He's just not a Transformer. It's the Flame Toys version.
1: Yeah, well, this is. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this was at the time that Big W had you know like Blitzwing going for like twenty bucks, mm-hmm. so yep. I thought I'd pick him up. Bought the um, sticker pack. I've also got uh, this. This is actually a Titans Returns Tarn Ahead, but you're not going to see much of it because it's an unpainted um, part so, from... Um, oh,
2: I can see enough of it. So is that something that you got from, say, Shapeways? Somewhere that yeah, you from Shapeways. That? Ah, yeah.
1: So I bought a few pieces a,
2: before. Is that a full Titan Master? Like that's a printed, folding-out Titan Master?
1: No, no, no. You actually... Um, so there's a screw inside any of your Titan Masters. Mm-hmm. Pop that screw out, and this face oh. comes off. So the yes. backplate of this the face Master goes on.
2: Face. Interesting. Yeah. Now, I knew that Repro Labels, or Toy Hacks nowadays, I knew that they did Repro Labels to enhance existing figures. I had no idea they did sticker sets to change them entirely.
1: Yeah, it's uh, pretty awesome. There's a few different yeah. characters. Um, you know, like, you see Titans Returns, and you see, you know, like, Tarn. He's like, hang on. There is no Titans Returns Tarn. So you click on it, and it's like... This is your Titans Returns Blitzwing or Megatron with this sticker set applied. And he is now Titans Returns done.
2: Well, yeah, I can definitely name one thing I wish I didn't learn today because I've just been bitten with the bug of customizing figures and now I know that there's ways to enable it. That's terrible. That's a bad thing for me.
1: Yeah. Um, yes. I will give a bit of a tip uh if i can uh for so for the wings if you are thinking of getting this set, the i might do a video of this on my channel at some point all the stickers on blitz wings uh, wings and on his chest they can actually easily be removed um i well, these two little triangle stickers i actually didn't remove first i just put them on over the existing stickers and It's sort of gotten a bit of a mishmash of colors, but it's a lot of fun um, putting, like, an awful lot of stickers, like all these, (laughs) all these. What else we got? We got these stickers.
0: almost leave no stone unturned with the stickers.
1: Yeah. The the funny thing is they are actually extra stickers that I haven't put on. They're sort of dependent on which... Yeah. They're dependent on which version of the mold you have. Um, So... Very happy to actually have a tan toy now. I just need to actually get the face painted, and I'll have a even more sinister-looking tan on myself. That's yeah, fantastic.
2: fantastic. I really—that's really creative how you can just change the backplate of a Titan Master create an entirely new head. Amazing.
0: It's even better if you can actually get the um get the new head from uh, somewhere else as well. So, like, you could get it from Shapeways, like, like yeah. you're saying.
1: Yeah, There's um, lots of different. I highly recommend Shapeways if you're interested in um. You know doing like little custom jobs and such, you can easily like you just type in Transformers and then Tarn, and you'll probably find this. Tarn! This Tarn! is by I think his name's Ariel Lemon or Fate Busker. Um, that's this one. Um, I've I, also I, bought...
0: I, I, I know him personally, he's, he's a good guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I've bought this from him. I think I also bought the Galvatron set from him that returns him from a Titan Master into like a full, you know, one piece figure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, Excellent. Very good. <laughs> all right. Look, uh, I, I think uh, we might we might draw things to a close because we have been going for quite a long time uh, for the second week in a row. <laughs> <laughs>
2: They're
0: all going to be like oh, this in okay. 2019, folks. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Bumblebee <laughs> is slash isn't a reboot and talk. An hour later. So, uh, we are we are currently it is as we're recording this as we're recording this, it is the eighteenth of January. There are going to be some TCZA meetups going on around the country, at least in two cities. And I know that because I've organized one of them for Sydney. And I think there might be one happening in Melbourne as well, at least. Keep an eye out on the discussion group because there will be some other events that will uh, occur around Australia Day. The Sydney one is on the public holiday by uh, common consensus. It will be on the Monday the 28th of January. And the Melbourne is on a- Australia Day itself on the Saturday. And we'll, uh, we'll have further announcements soon. Um, so that is it. That's it for that's it for today. Uh, it is the end of the show. Thank you for listening, everyone. If you are watching along with the live record, uh, and someone someone was at some point, it is we do record fairly late Hello, on Friday Brad. night. It, look, it might have been. We do record fairly late on a Friday night, so if you don't watch the live record, it's okay. Uh, but uh, thank you for checking us out. You will find out more about these stories and more, depending on how how good an edit we do of the run sheet before posting the show notes, uh, linked <laughs> linked in the episode. Uh, you can find out more information about the show at transformersweekly.podbean.com. We are all in Transformers Collectors Club Australia on Facebook, and the podcast's Facebook page is, of course, Australian Transformers Weekly. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Pocket Casts, YouTube, and more. Just in case you've happened to ask your Google Assistant to play a Transformers podcast, and suddenly you've ended up listening to us. Uh, and um, yeah, if, if you uh, if you do head over over to iTunes and uh, give us a review, we like uh, we like reviews. We like good reviews better than we like bad reviews, but that's okay.
1: Well, you were saying before there's no such thing as bad publicity, which actually, no, you're saying that there is such a thing as bad publicity.
0: It totally <laughs> is. There totally is. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Australian Transformers Weekly is a production of Transformers Collectors Club Australia. We're a registered club in Victoria run by volunteers like us who donate their time and money like us to make the club better for everyone like you. Uh, our goal is to connect Transformers fans around the country. We do it by engaging the collecting community. We attend conventions and uh, we bring people in. Ash was just saying that uh, his first exposure to TCCA was meeting me at Supernova, for which uh, I will set the record two weeks in a row. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can find out more information about TCCA, including affordable yearly membership options to show your support for what we do at Transformers CCA. Dot com that is it from us uh ash groovy guy thank you for joining me and w- would you like to tell listeners how they can uh how they can see or hear more from uh, from each of you uh ash i'm especially fond of uh, what you've got to say please please <laughs> tell us
2: All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the next time that you see me, we very well be at the Albert Hall in Tasmania, Launceston, for Annihilation Tasmanian Championship Wrestling Presents. Um, It is going to be our sixth Annihilation show. It's going to be huge. When I'm not doing that, I'm talking on the radio here at Chile FM, here in Launceston, at times just talking utter garbage. There's just no other way to describe it. If you want to see me do a Transformers quiz and actually do terribly at it to make myself feel great shame, you can see that as well. Other than that, I am a writer for a website known as Well Played, where we review all things video game related, and sometimes things that come out early, so it's not a bad time.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I, I get involved in some of those gigs as well myself, so yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's not a bad time. (laughs) Mr. Groovy Guy, how about yourself?
1: Hello. Well, uh, I do Transformers reviews. I haven't done one for a while, but that's on uh, Groovy Guy on YouTube. Look for the...
0: Just look, for about big this pair of legs.
1: just look for the big pair of legs with the planet cybertron between them
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you Chanel. <Chenille. laughs>
1: just look for the uh the smiley face with the yellow eyes and the green smile and uh yeah might be doing a video doing a comparison of this time with the regular blitzwing at uh quite soon so does that mean that.
0: that you've got another blitzwing
1: yeah, I got the original Blitzwing when he first okay. came out. It was my Blitzwing. Blitzwing and Tarn. They're two yeah. different figures, obviously. Yeah. Kind of a weirdo, are <laughs> you? I,
0: I, I do have a Blitzwing sitting here if you need another one for comparison.
2: <laughs> yeah, just post it over. Blitzwing, <laughs> Tarn, and Jason's Blitzwing. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> uh, All right. Okay. That is it, guys. Uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, thanks for Thank you for joining me, both of you. It's been a pleasure, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll hear hear more from you both in the coming weeks.
2: Until
1: next time. Thanks for having until me. It's time. always fun. Or well, until next time.
0: Yeah, it's it's fun until next time.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's when it gets serious.
0: It's all fun and games till someone loses a Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> Self-deprecating, there we
1: go.
0: Eight hours of live streaming lies in your future.
1: Yay! <laughs> I,
0: hope you are, I hope you're happy.
1: Yeah. It lies and lies.
0: <laughs> okay, shall we get going?
1: Uh, well, it says live. I think um, we should be doing something now, yeah. It
0: does. However, I've got the viewer count on my screen and there's no one. Oh, really? This, this is what happens when you do a live stream on a Friday night. Like you can just Should ask we anyone. keep
1: talking about wrestling?
0: We could. You just ask anyone on Instagram, right? It's gonna like sooner or later, it's gonna flick over to one viewer, and you know that that'll be Brad.
1: (laughs) And then we should all put on our serious faces and say, "Transformers are quite nice."
0: (laughs) Transformers have been a rewarding, rewarding pursuit that I've (laughs) I've uh, enjoyed being into for uh, about one third of my life.
2: At this juncture, I boring. find them to be rightfully great.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> Paul Lytam behind the same fucking desk.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Poor Always Paul Lynham, he's he now
1: bloody dead as well. Desk <laughs> yeah, for the same fucking background.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I could do that.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, okay, all right.
2: Shall it's we all go downhill from here, gentlemen?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Has anyone got the perfect match theme? Ooh, All right.
1: Do man, C- o- o- man. I, da-
0: I honestly do not I honestly do not remember the theme for Man O man.
1: I for some reason it's in my head and I can't remember why. Traumatic childhood possibly.
0: Gypsy Brad O'Brad. Yes.